This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, I want to be mature, whatever that means. Plus, Biz was there. Teresa leans in to Netflix. And we talk to Amy Westervelt about not having it all. Woo! Teresa, (laughs) how are you? I'm okay. Last week was a really rough week. I mentioned last week at our recording that we had just come back from a weekend trip, which had been very nice. But, you know, people get funky when they're out of their routine. (laughs) And so last week, I think people were adjusting to whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> oh how finite it used to be. And now it's just like stuff stop and stuff, you know. Basically. <laughs> um, but also it was like Curtis's birthday, which was nice and everything, yeah. but like things were different and out of whack and I really felt that thing where I was like, oh, my God, you're, like, two, and that's not <laughs> fun. It's, like, uh, annoying, kind of, and, was, you know, okay. I kind of forgot about two. I remember three. Yeah. Nobody needs to remind me about three. That's very fresh still, like an open wound. Um, so I see that one coming, but I kind of forgot about two. I like the idea of three being an open wound <laughs> sprinkled in with some four. Yeah. Some four sure. sprinkled right, oh, that's onto right. your that's open right. wound. Which is inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you you're just can't gonna stop it's like that. the yes. lemon of ages. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um so <laughs> yeah, so he's two and that's hard and I think yeah, just everybody we should never go anywhere. Not because the trips aren't fun, but because then you have to come home and try to readjust to things. That's hard in my house. (laughs) It was really a really hard week, actually. And then, like, the weekend was harder than usual because the week had been so hard. Mm. And I was feeling very trapped, very overwhelmed. Yeah. Very kind of sad. Yeah. And then last night when I was making lunches for the new school day that was upon us, I just checked my phone to see if there was anything to watch on Netflix. And I haven't been watching anything for a while. I haven't been that into anything. But I saw that One Day at a Time, which is like my favorite favorite show has new episodes oh just a new relaunch Season, of it yeah it's a yeah it's a yes. relaunch oh, yes. do you love it oh yeah i haven't seen it I yet because I, I watched oh. the original and i love the original okay. so, yeah. i never watched the original okay. this is the new one yeah the netflix one they're on season three, and I've just been like, wh- like it was one of those things where like once season two was over, I was like really sad that it was yeah. over, and I was like, I guess you know, and then you forget yeah. until there's another season. Now there's another season, and I can tell how emotionally <laughs> scarred I am right now because as I discovered this and was turning it on, even before the music came in, I started tearing up. Oh yeah, with those comfort feelings of I'm going to be okay because I'm going to watch this show that I know will take care of me and will not make me feel bad. Oh. Um, and <laughs> That's how I used to feel about Castle. I was sure. like, why would you take my castle away? Yes. 
<sighs> That's right. So it's not going to make me feel bad, this show. Yeah, it's that, not going to make me feel bad. Yeah. I'm safe here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be okay here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, mm-hmm. that's a real place. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Biz? I think I'm strangely in a similar place. Oh. <laughs> We shouldn't have spent time together I on Friday. Teresa I probably rubbed off on you. For the first time ever, went out for like a walk yeah. together just to talk. Which we used to do. We used to do this all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes there are things that should not be said yeah. to the world. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually had a time to go walk and just like unload a little and talk. And it was really nice. And no, that was not the reason. I think I just... You know, my bucket may be filling back up, yeah. as it were. Yeah. And, and I've got all these good things in place. Uh-huh. But sometimes having all those good things in place can make it even more surprising that you're not aware not your bucket yes. is filling up. Yeah. Anyway, so I just was there uh-huh. this weekend. It's another one of those weekends where somebody asked me, what'd you do this weekend? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Like, I'm pretty sure I was home. Yeah. The entire weekend. Yeah. I just would just kind of be mm-hmm. in the house. Mm-hmm. Didn't really want to connect mm-hmm. with anyone. Yeah. At one point, even Stephanie came up and was like, on Sunday, what should the rest of the day look like? Because it looks like you need something. And yeah. I was like, I don't know. Uh-huh. In fact, I went to that like place where I was like, well, what do you need to do? Yeah. You know, because whatever it is that you need yeah. to do, I'm going to have to like. Right. Base, whatever, because I'd right. like to not be here. I'd like to go away all day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. Because there's taxes and it's like, you've got yeah. so much work. But like, so I guess I need to know what you need to do uh-huh. first. And that wasn't yeah. me falling on a sword or anything. But it was yeah. like, in reality, I don't want to get into a groove yeah. if you need like two solid hours. Right. But also, that's a really hard. Yeah. Like, I I, uh, I think he was doing totally the best thing by checking yeah. in with you in that way. But and I also I get why you said that, but like you you could have just said, well, why don't I just make my like psychological needs come first? But right. that's so hard to decide in the moment in, when you're already in that place. It's so hard to be like, yeah. well, I'm gonna just pick a thing and gonna go and I'm gonna fix it in two yeah. hours. You well, know, like, it's still that the same thing. There was like, a, okay, I have to do some work and get my taxes together to give to you to uh-huh. get you know, and I was like, great. He's like, great, I'm going to go work with Ellis. And, but then, like, they all just wound up in the den. Uh We don't have, like, a house big enough where there's, like, an office or anything. So I'm like, try to do my work. And everybody's just, like, right there, There. still talking to me. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, now in the self pity column, I will say that did lead to the, well, where can I go and do something that I won't be interrupted? Yeah. Said Eeyore. Yeah. Right? So I was just. There, yes, doing things yeah. like always yeah. there uh-huh. with, I guess, enough experience and insight mm-hmm. to know that that's just sometimes how it's going to be, mm. which I think ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is maturity. 
please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Maturity. I'm not even sure what to start with with this topic besides uh-huh. maybe I think maybe you should share mm-hmm. a story mm-hmm. that led us to this topic. Yes. And then we should stop and define maturity. Yes. But I feel like that should be the order. Okay. 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 So Gracie has an iPad that she got for Christmas and it's totally locked down. <laughs> Top to bottom with parental controls. She's only allowed to visit like two websites. (laughs) Um, And like we download apps for her. She can't download apps. Like she can barely do anything. (laughs) She can make movies, which is the primary reason that we got it for her. (laughs) She can look at it. Yeah. (laughs) She can can hold it. Um, she doesn't know the password. I right. mean, like she, it's very, but it's, it's a new thing for her. Right. And it's just baby steps, yeah. you know? And she has this friend, one of her friends from school was over, over the weekend and he also has an iPad and he is only like a year older than her and he has no parental controls on his iPad. Woo pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so basically what that means is he plays like. You know, like war video games on there sometimes that like we wouldn't allow her to play. But we're like, you can look at his iPad. Oh yeah. It's just that's always our rule too. Yeah, you can watch TV at somebody else's house. Be able to stop you from like (laughs) sharing Yeah. So so anyways, this topic came up and this friend's mom happened to be there. And so we all kind of had a conversation about it and she explained, you know, well, he's had it for a while and we've established some rules and we have a trust relationship where, you know, this is what works for us and we know that this is going to be okay. And Gracie cannot bring herself to be (laughs) generous with me about this and understand where I'm coming from. So... (laughs) What I had to say was, like, because I also wanted to be respectful yeah. of their decision because well, right. we're all sitting there together, you yes. know? And I know this is a thoughtful parent and, yeah. you know, she, whatever. Yeah, so do whatever the hell she wants. Exactly. <laughs> and so what I said to Gracie and in front of them was, I mean, this is a new thing for you. And as you learn, you know, things will get more comfortable and eventually you're not going to ha- like you're not going to always have parental controls right. on your computer someday or on life yeah or on life <laughs> right. yes someday you won't need them yeah. it's just that for right now like you're still learning and it's still a really important part about you having this privilege you know right so I said, you know, it's maturity was the word that I use. Like, once you're mature enough, yeah, for sure. And she's like, okay, what do I need to do to be mature? What does that mean? Like, basically, and she went and got a piece of paper oh, and a yeah. pen and was like, tell me all the stuff I need to do to be mature. I want to unlock this. I want to unlock it. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this right now. I love so this. So this, this was like, this kind of stumped me for a minute. Yeah. And the first and only two things that I could come up with before she completely lost interest and walked away right. was, number one, I said, well, 
to be really mature, you kind of have to be able to delay gratification. Like you have to be able to wait for things that you want and understand that you can't have everything immediately all the time and that things don't always work right away, that you have to be able to wait for things. That's so good. Thank you. And... (laughs) And the, I mean, yeah. that was really good. Yeah, I got, I got the stare, the blank stare yeah. from her. And then the, the, <laughs> my eyes like, are exploding. Seriously, mom. Yeah. Seriously, that sounds so shitty. That's what she was thinking. <laughs> She's not using the word shitty. Right. Yet. So, and then the next thing that I thought of was, oh, you have to like be willing to sometimes do some work that you maybe don't enjoy, <laughs> to know that eventually it's for the best like to kind of tolerate discomfort for an extended period of time what i love about this yeah by the way is okay. i'm easily defining what maturity is based on this uh-huh. based on what you've just said yeah no fun it's no fun that's the that's what we discovered from this conversation it is no fun it is no i couldn't think of a fun thing that proves maturity yeah. like i can think of plenty of fun things you can do yeah once you're mature enough yeah. to handle them. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't think There's of... There's no step between yeah. not being mature enough to handle something <laughs> and being mature enough to handle something yeah. that isn't not fun. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Yes. Yes. I think all of your your explaining uh-huh. to her was spot on, okay. first of all. Thanks. I don't think I would have come to any of those words. <laughs> Again... Not no. Look, you asked me about God. Asked me about sex. Asked me about all this. I'm ready to go. But this, all I could think about was maturity, puberty. Like I just, I guess, which is like nonsense, which has nothing to do with being able to use an iPad or whatever. Yeah, it's about we're talking about maturity and the. Yeah. I'm sorry, again, not for the show. I'm like, when you're wearing a C cup. Uh-huh. Right? Like, I got Just clearly. Well, what I also could have said was, like, if I would have thought of it, because I was just thinking of stuff I'd like her to work on, right. essentially. <laughs> um, right. Like, right. that's really what it comes down to. But, like, if I was thinking about it in terms of the iPad, there would also be, like, well, to have, like, a natural inner judgment yeah. about where your comfort zone is. Right. Right? Like, yes. wouldn't that be... I think that's maturity. Kind being of able... more important. Like, right. being able to, like, make those judgments about, yeah. like, this is appropriate for me. This is not appropriate for me. Yeah. I think maturity in this conversation for sure means a self-awareness yeah. and... Uh, a larger understanding that instant gratification maturity is all about not instant gratification. Yeah. It's yeah. about the weight. It's yeah. about not eating the marshmallow yeah. right away, yeah. waiting, yes. to, waiting get the two to get the marshmallows. Two. Right? Yep. That's been on the news a lot. <laughs> yeah. So for a long time. For a long Oh, it's been around forever, but yeah. it's been revamped. If yes. no one knows this, it's like a test. Yeah. Like you give a kid a marshmallow and, you and then say, you say, yeah. you can eat this marshmallow now, or you can wait 10 minutes and you can get another marshmallow then you'll have two marshmallows yeah and it's like it's supposed to predict whichever one your kid does is supposed to predict if they're going to be good at saving yeah <laughs> like, like good test Im- guys impulse control Im- yeah. all right fine impulse yeah. control but it is it's but about it's, delaying gratification yeah, about, and yeah. like making good choices and yeah which i think is a really clear actually yeah. i think that's a great structure for what we're talking about about yeah. kids wanting <laughs> to be mature yeah right like because i'm trying to think like in our house we've never used like the word mature but i think there's still that same thing of like 
you're not ready yet. And I think uh-huh. mature, actually, all the things you laid out actually might be more understandable than me saying you're not ready yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think I use phrases like when you understand responsibility more, when you've shown that you can be more responsible, when mm-hmm. you, you know, lots of these big things you want to do, like walking around the neighborhood by yourself. I'm happy that that's something you can do one day, but mm-hmm. we're going to start with going over to our neighbor's house by yourself, yeah. right? It's going to be when I've seen enough when we're out walking that you're stopping and checking for traffic on your own without me saying something, yeah. that's going to clue me in yeah. that you are ready for more responsibility. So yeah. I guess we use responsibility is the same thing as maturity some in our house because when we gave Katie Bell the like iPod mini, my old iPod mini to use to listen to stories and music and things like that. We made her like, we made like one of those contract deals. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to show us that you can do this and that you, you know, will turn it off and that you'll keep it charged and that, you know, you won't play it, you know, the games on there without permission, blah, blah, you know, and she signed all that and that, you know, she did really well with that. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, and so as a result, we've let her have more and more freedom with different sorts of electronics because she has, you know, we've laid out these different ground rules. Yeah. No one should be asking you for information. If you ever see this little green light come on, shut your computer and tell me right away. Right? Like, no, you can't take pictures. And she's been really great at asking those things. Uh Uh-huh. I remember growing up, and I am pretty sure my sense of maturity came from never asking for stuff Mm. and slowly figuring out those life lessons on my own a little bit. That is important to point out, too, because I feel like independence plays a role in this and independent problem solving, but I'm not sure exactly how. But that's a really good point. Like. I was thinking of maturity partially as being like knowing when you need an adult. Oh, yeah. No, that's like, good. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that my independence that I showed was, I mean, my parents would die if they knew the stuff I was doing that wasn't. <laughs> but I yeah. was also developing a yeah. sense of that's not safe You're or that, that is out. safe, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think it was easy for me to go run around and do all that because I knew I had them if yes. I ever really needed to, even yes. if it meant big trouble. Yeah. But that all of that's hard to explain to a kid who, any kid, who is not emotionally developed yet, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I, like, I couldn't do this with Ellis. Yeah. I don't know. He's yeah. not there. Yeah. Even in the slightest. Yeah. You know, like, Katie Bell at nine, not seven, at nine, she's got, like, I can see uh-huh. the, like maturity yeah that has happened that allows us to let her do more things willy-nilly yes right yes but then i, I want to like actually kind of wrap up on this last thing which mm-hmm. is our role in this and i don't mean in the positive way of trying to give them good information mm-hmm. it's the letting them be independent to figure some stuff out too mm-hmm. Because that's so specific to each child. Yeah. And I make the mistake all the time with my two kids who are different. Yeah. That I can let Ellis do something because I let Katie Bell do it at a certain stage or even right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like right now. Sure, Ellis, use the oven. You know, like whatever. And that's wrong. But it's so easy for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And like the opposite of that is with Katie Bell. Tight, 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 tight. You know, like, no freedom. No. uh, Yeah, squeeze it out of you, right? Like, 
how much am I helping them develop their sense of maturity? Mm-hmm. Like, I can lecture on maturity and responsibility all day long. Yeah. But am I actually giving them the room to try? Like, I find, like, that's a place that I'm constantly trying to check yeah. myself on. Like, am I giving them enough independence to do this? Do I need to, like, say anything as Ellis tries to get something out of the cabinet and I can see it's all about yeah. to fall down? Yeah. But if I say something, I'm saying it to avoid a mess. Right. But if I just let him make the mess, let's see what he does. Right. Right? Yeah. But that's like a hard, like, yeah. I, uh, depends on the day. Right? Like a little as to what I say. Right. Well, because you have to decide how you feel. Like, right. Especially with, like, something that's about to be a huge mess. Yeah. You know you're going to have to deal with helping with the cleanup and just helping them process yeah. what happened. Right. Because they'll be probably upset. Right. Well, you you <laughs> said that, like, so in all good lessons, yeah. our children wander off yes. when they're getting the answer that they want. Yes. A clear sign of maturity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you guys ever circle back to it? Well, or? we have been, actually. And what I think is actually working a lot better is rather than me trying to describe something in broad terms, right. I'm just pointing stuff out that I see her do that's mature. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, the other night she went to see a movie with Jesse and she told him that she wanted to leave. Yeah. Like she just, it was too scary. Yeah. And they left. And I, and afterwards we told her what a good job she did just saying this, I'm yeah. not up for this. And I thought that was very mature. And then the other day I was upset about something and she told me, mommy, I'm sorry you're angry, but I still love you even when you're angry. <laughs> and I thought that was very mature yeah. too, to not take on yeah. my situation and to just say something nice to me instead. Yeah. Like she was bigger than my problem. Right. So like I think pointing out instances that works maybe. That's so much better than yeah. pointing out immaturities. Do you see how you yeah, know? <laughs> You, this is from the person who wants more responsibility. As you you have proven time and time, time again. again. That's right, that you are not mature. And this is my mature response telling you about maturity. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They offer affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer. We have a Casper mattress. It's great. Uh, It's cool because it comes in a box. You open the box and bam, you have a mattress. (laughs) And these are really nice, comfortable mattresses that have lasted a long time. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash badmother and using promo code badmother at checkout. Act fast to take advantage of Casper's President's Day offer. So between February 9th and 19th, you can save 10% off any mattress purchase if you visit Casper.com. 
Additional fees may apply for Hawaii and Alaska, and terms and conditions may apply. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius meme. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. All right. Now, this I'm going to preface by saying (laughs) could totally be spun as a fail as well. But I'm going to spin it as a genius, and I think you'll see why. (laughs) So I was taking Curtis to his two-year-old well-child checkup. And it was with a new doctor because we're switching where we're going to the doctor. And it was great. Everything was great. However, she said, well, the only thing he's due for is his flu shot. And I said, no, he got his flu shot. I remember. I probably even talked about it on the show. He definitely got his flu shot. And she's like, well, they didn't write it down then because she's like, I'm looking again. There was one in 2017. There was one earlier in 2017. I don't have anything for 2018. I was like, well... I remember in my mind that all of us except Gracie got the flu shot this season. I have that in my mind. I ticked everybody off in my mind. And I said, but is there is there like a chance that in my brain somehow I thought it happened and it didn't happen? There's a chance. Sure. And then I said, would it do anything if he got it twice? And she said, no, it would not be a problem for him to get it twice. And I said, let's just get it again, yeah. just in case. Let's just make sure he's covered. So he did a great job. He got his probably <laughs> second flu shot of the 700th season. 700th flu shot, right? But I was yeah. relieved to no. know that, like, getting it again is not going to hurt him, you know? Yeah. So, good yeah, job. I mommed up for that one. I think that was a very good job. Thank you. Yes. So today, Kate, taking... Katie Bell to school, and she was looking for a snack in her lunchbox to go ahead and eat right then. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at it, and we're going through everything that's in her lunchbox. And I realized I had maybe packed the best. Now let's talk about maturity and boring. <laughs> the most fiber-packed lunch, <laughs> which anybody who's listened to the show for a while knows is very important mm-hmm. for Katie Bell. Mm-hmm. We gotta. I have been trying to commit mm-hmm. to paying attention to fiber. Not only was there an avocado, mm-hmm. there was a kiwi, mm-hmm. there was popcorn, full of fiber, the popcorn. And speaking of maturity, I've been making her eat her sandwiches on the double wheat bread, yeah. which has like double the fiber. It's literally yeah. called double the fiber uh-huh. wheat bread. Her entire fiber needs for the day yeah. were in this lunch. And Great. she said... Yeah, and this is a really great lunch. I like everything in this. Oh. And I was like, I have somehow made That's amazing. The perfect lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Thank That's you. That's so awesome. Thank you. Hi, one bed mother. This is a genius. I'm calling with a genius two parter. I accepted that I have some pelvic floor issues after having my two kids. That's the first genius. The second genius is I found a class, and I actually went to it. 
and it's run by a physical therapist, and there's some other great moms there who also have issues, and we're very honest about it. And we all laughed and had a great time, and I really appreciated the support of the other women. And I just appreciate the One Bag Mother community because I think it helped me get there. Thank you. Woo! So good. I, you have found your pelvic floor tribe. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. again, we got to yeah. start talking about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we do. We got to start. It should be like, yeah, obviously, I've had a baby. Yeah. Now I'm going into physical therapy yeah. to, like, yeah, work on my pelvic floor. My body work yeah. the way I need my body to exactly. work. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We are, everybody's peeing all the time on stuff, guys. <laughs> like, it should not be, do not shame us, society. Yeah. We we birth children. some kids. <laughs> Push some kids out of these vahahas or a variety of, well, there's only one other place. But either way, you deserve <laughs> Like, have some physical therapy for however that kid yeah. got out of it's so you. nice that you found a class with other moms, moms doing that. That's yeah. really cool. Yay. Yay. You are doing a very good job. Good job. Failures. Fail. 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 You suck. Fail me, Teresa. So, our longtime part-time babysitter had her birthday a week or so ago and I stopped at a store and picked up like a card and a treat and this like beautiful kind of like potted orchid and it was raining and I had it in a bag and I had to be really careful to take really good care of it on its <laughs> long journey home through multiple other errands And I was taking really good care of it, and it was beautiful. And then we pulled up in front of our house to go in and give it to her, where she was with Curtis. And Gracie just climbed into the front seat and stepped on it and tore it. Like, just really quick. Like, before I had a chance to even say, like, oh, don't... Climb up here. Don't climb up here and step on this. Of course, she felt horrible. Yeah. It wasn't like she she didn't care. She totally cared. She just didn't know it was there. And climbing up into the front like that is not something she normally does. It just happened. It happened so fast. And I was so upset because I had done all this special picking out and caretaking of it. (laughs) So I wasn't nice about it. Um, (laughs) But then that was what we had. So that was what I gave to her. And she was really nice about it. Yeah. And one of the flowers on there was still in great shape, but one of them was like completely destroyed. <laughs> so hopefully the plant will recover and she'll still be able to enjoy it. Oh. Uh, it was a little bit sad. That is sad. Yeah. I am sorry. Don't ever do something nice for somebody again. I know. I won't. Okay. I good. never will. Yeah. Good. I forgot my father's birthday. Oh. I mean, isn't this like the second birthday this year that I have forgotten? Like, and this one, I, I, two days before his birthday, I knew his birthday was coming. Okay. And then? And then I was going to bed on the night of his birthday. Uh I was having a sleepover with Ellis on an air mattress, which in its own right is a fail. Uh And just as I was going to sleep, it's Baba's birthday! And I was like, way too late. I mean, yeah. this is, by the time I've remembered especially this, later it's there. now, yeah. I've now forgotten it. Right. Even though it's the same day. Totally. This counts in the column of have forgotten. Yes. So, feeling great. Oh, I'm so sorry. I really fucking sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Hey, 
business, Teresa. I'm calling with a fail. It's really stupid. Uh, last night, as I was laying in bed, I thought of something that I needed to add to my grocery list. I didn't add it to my grocery list. I'm on my way to the store right now. No idea what it was. And I know it's totally going to be something that I'm going to get home afterwards and be like, fuck. But for now, we'll just uh, see if something at the store uh, sparks the memory. But anyway, yeah. If you think of something out of your grocery list, just write it down. Like, I keep the damn thing on my phone. Ugh, this is stupid. Anyway, no one gives a shit, but I like to tell people things, and my toddler doesn't care either, so. Anywho, have a good one. <laughs> oh, the old thought about it at nighttime. Yeah. Do you know how many genius ideas I've had for the show in terms of topics as I drift off no. to sleep. Oh, and then they're gone. Oh, forever. I have them like all I'm like, oh, this would be such a deep and uh-huh. great place to go. <laughs> and then the next morning I'm like, what? Yeah. What? And in the moment, I always trick myself yeah. into thinking, like, there's I'll... no way I'm going to forget yeah. this. Like, this is just so obvious. I'm like, going to say it 20 I'm times in my head. I'm going to remember this. I don't need to write Never this do. down. Like, yeah. the voice yeah. pops up and says, yeah. write it down. Yeah. And you think, I'm in the bed finally. Yeah. I don't want to get up, I know. and I don't want to write it down. I, I don't want to say... Siri, remember yeah. this thing. I keep my phone right there. I don't even want to touch my phone. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I want to be in my bed. Yeah. I will remember. Yes. The fates above yes. will help me and yeah. give me this yeah. gift. Yeah. Oh, well, you're oh. Ah, yeah. horrible. Yeah. You're horrible to yep. have thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Well, you're doing a horrible job. You are. Yeah. You are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you, I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone I love you, I love you One Bad Mother is supported in part by Grove.co America's largest independent natural product company. Grove.co is dedicated to making shopping for natural, eco-friendly products from top brands easy. Guys, I have been trying to figure out how to make these small changes in my life, and I would go down all these crazy rabbit holes, and then I went to Grove, and they've done all of this research for me. Grove.co Good for you, your home, and the planet. You can start right now and get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at grove.co slash mother with your first order. This is a special offer for our listeners. Get a free $30 Mrs. Myers gift set at grove.co slash mother. Grove.co slash mother. Hey, Teresa. Let's call someone today. Today, we are calling Amy Westervelt, who's an award-winning business and environmental journalist whose work has appeared in The Guardian, Popular Science, Elle, and other outlets. 
She is the producer of Gaslit Nation, a top-ranking podcast. In November, she launched Drilled, the first-ever true crime-style podcast to examine the creation of climate denial. Ooh, damn! And today, (laughs) we are having her on to talk about her book, Forget Having It All, How America Messed Up Motherhood and How to Fix It. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so based on this bio, I'm like, Amy's got some opinions on things. <laughs> Check out the opinions on Amy. <laughs> Love it. Before we get started uh, and get into the surprising topic of stress and motherhood and how our society sets us up, I would like to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is who lives in your house? I have a husband, Matt, and I have two kids, uh, Archie and Roscoe, who are six and three. Wow. And I have also two dogs and a cat. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of things walking around in your house. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's very busy. It's very loud and messy at all times. Yeah. Three <laughs> three and six is an epic age range you got going on in there. How's it going? Yeah. It's a little crazy. It's a little crazy. I actually like I actually have both kids homesick today. So that's exciting. Wow. Are you in um, a, are you in a closet right now? I am. I'm hiding from them. Yeah. Good. Um <laughs> Oh man. Are they actually both sick so or nice. did one of them just get wind that the that the other one was getting to stay homesick? So then oh, they got they're to... actually both well, I think the older one is like he's basically over it, but he's yeah. like, I wanna stay home another yeah. day too. Oh yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is like how many people are on business calls throughout America right now hiding in a closet yeah. while their children yep. are sick. Yeah. That's right. I've yes. done that. I think that ties in nicely to yes. talking about your book. It does. All right. I know, right? I know. I was like, well, I could reschedule, but I feel like there would be something else happening. Right. There's no, I There's know. always something exactly. else happening. Yes. Again, the title is Forget Having It All, How America... <laughs> Sorry, this title makes me laugh every time. Like laugh in the way of like, I'm so stressed yeah. out, I'm crying yeah. and laughing. Yeah. Like Tom uh-huh. Hanks and the fire on the yeah. island laugh. Yeah. Anyway. How America Messed Up Motherhood, ah, and How to Fix It. Everybody buckle up. I feel like when I read that title out loud, I want to shout it at someone. (laughs) (laughs) Just like walking down the street. Um, Yes. Yeah. Like, yes, see? 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 Come on. Everybody. Come on, you guys. That's right. We can See just, what we're dealing with here? Yeah, yeah no. you can just take no. it and throw it at people. Like, <laughs> hit them in the head with it yeah. would be also. All right. Yeah. So I want to know about, I mean, look, this is one of these generic interview questions that I can pretty much guess an answer to because I am also a woman <laughs> in America. <laughs> but I'm going to do it just so we can get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. What got you thinking about how motherhood is viewed in the U.S. <laughs> I know it's such, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, but you say yeah. in the book, actually, but you say in the book, the rotten foundation on which modern American parenting stress is built. Yes. So you yeah. kind of uh, answer yeah. your own question, but let's just let's just get into it because you've got little kids and like you must I have been do. really motivated to work on this right now. Yeah. I When I had my second kid, I was self-employed yeah. and I was 
supporting the family. So, you know, second kid was a totally unplanned thing. Um, <laughs> I was not like looking to add another person to support as a freelance writer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, anyway. It's okay it's if you okay. need to cry. Yeah, don't, we're, we're here for you. We will not judge. For real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I was doing that and so I couldn't take maternity leave. I had all these plans that I was going to save up money and be able to take time off, but that just didn't happen. So I took basically like an afternoon off to have a kid. And then I was like filing a story the next day. And because the first, when I had my first kid, I told everyone that I was pregnant and that I was going to take some time off and like all my work went away. So I was like, okay, I'm not making that mistake again. Yeah. So I hadn't, like most people didn't even know that I had had a baby. So it wasn't like they were like, take two days, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's totally fucked up in its own right. Like that's, I mean, I just want to take a moment with that, that like there was a situation in which it was better for people just to not even know you were having a baby is, that's so, yeah, that's screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It yeah, is. Yeah. I just yeah, it is. want to really point yeah, out how so screwed up that is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And so then like a couple weeks after that, I was going to the mailbox to get the mail and there were checks in there and I was like, <laughs> hallelujah. And, <laughs> and then I was like, you know, I am like nailing this. Like I had a kid. Nobody even knew. I've got checks coming in. Like I am on this shit. And and then I was like, oh my God, that's so fucked up. Like <laughs> the expectation that like, you know, um, anyone should even do that. Much less like feel proud of themselves for doing that. Yeah. It's really is weird. And so then I wrote this like very ranty essay in the middle of the night. Um <laughs> Called the <laughs> entitled "Having It All Kind of Sucks," yeah, which I didn't expect anyone to read, and then, but it like it, it went kind of viral, and I started getting emails from people, and my agent was like, "Oh, you should write a book about this," but I, I was like, I don't know, I feel like there's so many books about how messed up things are, so <laughs> you know, I kind of I want to like do some research and see, you know, was it always like this? Is it just because of like late stage capitalism or is there something like unique about how America in particular looks at motherhood? Um, and it's both basically. Yeah. <laughs> a little A, a little B. Right. Well, all right. So was there a point in researching this book where you were like, it really hit by it? Like really just like, Oh my God, I am. Wow. We are so yeah. screwed up. I mean, yeah, lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's really, in- I mean, I was like already pretty mad when yeah. I started writing, yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just, I just, you know, I had, I got so many emails from young women in particular yeah. who either were like, I appreciate you being honest about what it's really like because I feel like people or like society in general keeps trying to tell me that like, the only missing ingredient is like, you know, me like sucking it up and just like putting my back into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's somehow it's us. It's us. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And then I heard from so many people, too, who just have, like, blatant discrimination. You know, like, yeah. I think we, we sort of know that exists, but just the volume of it was crazy. Like, I, I heard from a, quite a few women who were pregnant and were like, yeah, like, as soon as I started to show, my boss started basically, like, encouraging me to just leave. Wow. Or, like, questioning whether, like, my brain was, like, capable of handling work right now. Wow. I think what really struck me is just how much things have not evolved in that realm. Like, I I feel like there's been, you know, there's definitely been some progress for women and women's rights in general since, say, like, 1950. But, um, But I feel like motherhood is almost like a time machine for women. Yeah. You know, it's like... As soon as you have a kid, like, you basically get transported back to 1950. And, like, the ideas that people have and the things people think are okay to say and the expectations placed on mothers and all of that is just so backwards. Well, it's like the moment they find out you're pregnant is the moment that, like, you become a non-person. Like, you can't make Mm -hmm. decisions while you're pregnant. I mean, you you just don't know what's right or the best. And then, like... Once you have the baby, you know, well, my, you're not going to be able to do anything. I mean, don't get me wrong. Have th- yeah. This is the thing. Having a baby is very hard. Yeah. Having children yeah. show up in your house, however they show up in your house, is life-altering. Yeah. And so as yeah. the parent, I'm like listening to you talk about, you know, these people saying that their bosses were just writing them off. And I thought, well, then that just feeds into parents and women feeling like they've got to overdo to show I am still value. Like they work twice as hard. Is that like everyone needs to lower their expectations of mothers, basically, including us ourselves. Yeah. Well, that's right. But lower expectations without that being the same thing as like yeah. dumbifying them. Right. right? Like <laughs> just like more support. Yeah. We need more support around yeah. these years. Yeah. So I want to talk yeah. about you actually talked some in the book about examples of where societies were trying to work on this. And guess what? Patriarchal nonsense is still probably the root of everything. But mm-hmm. you talked about Japan. And I, I would like you to like talk to us yeah. a little bit about what was going on and what's going on in Japan? Because I think this is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like, you know, every book I've ever read on motherhood and work-life balance and all that, kind of the the end conclusion is usually like, (laughs) if we could just have Scandinavian policies, everything would be fine. (laughs) I know. I mean, I think (laughs) those policies are amazing, but I'm kind of like, I don't know, like we have a very different culture than Sweden. Oh, yeah. You know, we have a different economy even. So the idea that just putting those policies in place would be some sort of like magic cure seemed unlikely to me. (laughs) And so I started looking to see like if any other country that's more similar to the U.S. had tried to do that. And I found out that Japan had done like literally that, like send people to Scandinavia um, and France to <laughs> apparently they read bringing up baby or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, they sent, they sent people from various government departments to these countries to literally like write down the policies, bring them home and implement them. It was like everything we talk about, um, paternity leave, 
great maternity leave, job security while you're away on maternity leave, subsidized daycare, flex time, all this stuff. And what they found was that no one was actually taking advantage of these policies because (laughs) the culture just hadn't shifted along with the policy changes. So I kind of saw that as a good example for the U.S. of of where the sort of larger challenges lie. You know, like even with the daycare thing, like, yes, it would be great to have um, some kind of government support for that, right? But the other issue is that we have had for like ever a really messed up view of daycare as being like um, inherently shady. Right. Uh, Yeah. So it's like, you know, even if someone else was paying for it, there's still this weird undercurrent to it of like, you should feel guilty if you're taking your kids to daycare. And you you should also worry that they might either be abused or molested. Like right. that is basically our national view of daycare. <laughs> Which it's so, it's so crazy because it, it's like the old kidnapping thing where like you follow the story on the news and they talk about it so much. It feels like it goes from one case to everybody's, you know, kidnapped like that, you yeah. know, like, and it's, it's the same way we view crime in our country. And, but I think the, the larger point of policy can't be effective until we change culturally how we view each other and, and view yeah. children and parenting because <laughs> I personally think that a lot of the things that have happened regarding women and motherhood and all the secrets we're forced to keep about it and not talk about it, et cetera, are just another way to keep us separate, keep us other, keep mm-hmm. us yeah. not as valuable, right? Like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, if you look at like a 300-year timeline of no, women's rights. And I don't want to look at it. Don't make me look no, at I know. it. <laughs> but it's every time, every time society increases expectations on mothers, it's always, always part of a backlash against women's rights as individuals. Yeah. It's, it's totally, totally used to like put women back in their place and be like, uh, 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 like yeah. you're – you know, don't concern yourself with these things over here. Like your realm is here and you totally see it. Like ever, I don't know. I feel like you, you see these sort of waves of like women's rights increase. Oh, here comes crazy ideas about motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, let's talk. I mean, we've been talking about it, but let's talk a little bit more because you talk about it in the book. Let's talk about sexism. Let's talk about you know, yeah. the idea of, you know, financial stability, basic survival, the fact that women are, you know, in many situations, the predominant provider in the house, yet still yeah. the predominant caretaker in the house. And, you know, mm-hmm. especially the discrepancies between income and education. And, you know, like, I, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I like, I've been getting a lot of letters and emails from men. (laughs) Okay. And they basically consist of kind of like a defense of men and a like, you know, hey, fathers have it rough too kind of thing. Yeah. And which surprised me because I don't really feel like I give men that hard of a time in the book. My response initially was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, at the same time that there have been increased pressures on women on the work front, 
there have been increased expectations of men on the house and child front. Yeah. But like it was it was still sort of irritating to me because I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel like you guys are like overstating things. And so I looked at the data and while it's true that, you know, men now spend three times as many hours on housework and childcare as they did in the sixties, so do women. And we've added like full-time work to it. You know, this idea that like, Oh, everyone's dealing with this. It's like, yes, to a certain extent, that's true. But there is a a whole unique layer to it for women that is very much wrapped up in like really ingrained ideas about what women should and shouldn't be doing. And it plays into the pay gap thing as well. I think all of the data on the gender pay gap shows that it's really a motherhood pay gap. Yeah. Again, fathers get a fatherhood bonus. Um, so yeah. it's like, like, I don't know, I was kind of looking at it. And I'm like, okay, you guys still do half as much, but you get paid more. You get rewarded constantly for anything you do on the parenting front, you know, and you're complaining about it as much or more. But again, I think this is like cultural, a, a cultural view on this. This is culturally, we're saying still one has more value than the other. Yeah. And the only time we add value to motherhood, it's usually to try and trick us into uh, yes. wanting to limit ourselves. You know, I think the response that, you know, you get sometimes may come from a place of, I, that, that's not me. This is not, you know, I'm not that guy. I mean, my husband's right. not that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. But he can also be aware of not being that guy. As well as saying, yeah, but this rampant sexism culturally about roles, right. about the value of gender and the value of money and the value of raising children exists. Yeah, this is a thing that I think happens in all the conversations around like privilege, oh, yeah. uh, whether it's sure, racial or class yeah. or or gender or whatever, is that like any one individual's experience doesn't negate systemic oppression. Right. So like, yes, there are good, you know, progressive men who, you know, don't behave, you know, where they think that women should be at home with the kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, however, they're still benefiting from systemic benefits of being born a particular person. You know, like none of that negates what's happening at this sort of like systemic, really entrenched societal level right, where well, we are constantly overvaluing competition and work and individual success and undervaluing care and the greater good and all those things, which also happen to be coded as female. Yeah. Um, you know, that just is the, the world that we're living in. And I think that actually like putting that out and being aware of it helps to work against it. Well, that's what I want to get in. I want to get into, because this has been uh, super not depressing. <laughs> I want to get into uh, talking about sort of how can we fix it? <laughs> Which I, yeah. mean, I think right yeah. away it's talk about it. But how can we fix it? Because yeah. for everybody involved, regardless of, you know, what role you have in the family, what parent, what bread earner, what caregiver, whatever, if we can right. get all of this fixed, 
and our view changed, it's going to benefit all of us. Like all of us. Yeah, totally. So fix it for me, Amy. Fix it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> fix it. Um, as, like as much as, uh, as much as it is this sort of systemic problem, I do kind of feel like actually individual communities and families are kind of where we have to start. Mm-hmm. So just having a little bit more support amongst people in a community, even like, I don't know, I, I, I even have been doing this a little bit more with just friends, you know, who live around here or have kids the same age as my kids or whatever, just trying to do little things to sort of help each other yes. out more. Yes. Um, and then I also do, I do really feel like we need to shift our thinking around what we expect mothers to be doing. Like I, I've been saying we should, we should expect as much of mothers as we do of fathers. So I'm not, I think that like, you know, when I, when I talk about dads and I'm like, well, you know, they're doing this much and they, they have all this like community support. Everyone tells them what a great job they're doing all the time. I don't want to bring them into our misery, but I feel like we should get a, like, Right. Well, we should be allowed to, to sort of screw bring up. everyone to that standard of yeah. like, you know, 18 hours a week instead of 32 sounds pretty good. Having everybody tell you uh, what a great parent you are every time you're out in public, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, um, or just being allowed to <laughs> screw up and be forgiven for it. You know, I yes, mean, exactly. Yeah. It's like sort of like a little bit more forgiveness. And that includes like, of ourselves and of other moms too, because I yeah. do feel like part of the way that patriarchy gets you is like yeah. you know, turning people, turning women against each other too, in this way that is not helpful or productive. And, you know, everyone has their own version of normal. And most of the time people are trying to do as good as they can. And, you know, having a little more respect and support for all the stuff that mothers are doing, yeah. not just, in their own families, but also as part of the community and the economy and all that kind of stuff. You know, caregiving is unpaid, but not free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, we're always on the show like, high five that person going across the street. Like when you're seeing the, the yes. mom with the kid who's having the total meltdown in Target, don't oh give them God, the steak guy, go over and high five them and be like, do you want me to reach that for yeah. you and bring it? You know what I mean? Like... I just, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. It's, yes. it's instead of the, you see parenting and it's very easy to feel like it's a judgment on yourself or you should somehow be judging them as opposed to just being like, oh yeah, that sucks. And probably nobody cares that you're it's doing it. Hard. So me either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Amy, I just want to thank you so much for writing this book about Things that were already painful. Well, no, some of us are painfully aware of. (laughs) But I think it's good. Actually, I think the more we can have these conversations and the more we take the pressure off of ourselves to lean in any direction somebody wants us to lean in uh, and check ourselves to make sure, like, who's asking me to do this, right? And, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Check in with each other. Check in. uh, Yeah, I... I agree. Culturally, we've got to shift it before these things will ever work for us in terms of 
of, of new policy. Yeah. Yeah. And it just thank yeah. you for writing this and, and for all the other things that you're involved in. We'll link everybody up to the book as well as the podcasts. And, you know, next time we'll have you come back on and talk about the environment. Woohoo! <laughs> I know. Another really fun, positive topic. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Another way to just to feel uh, like we're not doing enough and failing. I know. I know. But thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a good day. Hope everybody yeah, feels better. I hope everybody doesn't <laughs> yeah, stay sick. You. I'm going to go wipe a butt right now. Yeah. Right. Nice. <laughs> Bye. 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 Greetings, I am Plek Dexsetter, contacting you from the Zix Squadron, which is frankly uh, sort of crappy, but I'm, I'm here on a heroic mission with my trusty crew, C-53. Uh, heroic feels like an exaggeration. Okay, part. sure. And, and uh, security officer Dar. Plek, don't put me in your stupid recording. Well, and, and we're all traveling aboard our trusty starship, the Bargerian Jade. Bargy. What? I'm sorry. I'm awake. I'm awake. I was, it's fine. I was just flying while asleep. Hey there, this is Alden Ford. I play Plek, and we are so excited to announce that our podcast, Mission to Zix, is now part of the Maximum Fun Network. Our third season launches on Max Fun on March 20th. Binge seasons one and two right now. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. Hello, I'm Oliver Wong, scholar, journalist, and DJ. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. I'm a music supervisor. We host Heat Rocks, a podcast where we invite our favorite musicians, writers, and scholars to talk about the albums that have changed their lives. Join us as we discover forgotten classics. I think that Boots Riley is one of, if not the most underrated MCs in the history of hip-hop. Reminisce about our faves. I was always feeling like a little bit of a tourist when I would listen to like Big Daddy Kane. And suddenly when De La Soul came out, it was like, hey, you can dance and be goofy and have fun and love hip-hop and you don't have to pretend to be anybody but yourself. And of course, talk nonstop about his purple majesty, Prince. Having your idol listen to your music, it's life-changing. It's the thing you want from your parents, so to speak, or that you didn't have. Heat Rocks, every Thursday here on Maximum Fun. I'm fired up. <laughs> Who's fired up? I'm fired up. Golly, it's so fucked up. It really is. It's so... <laughs> God, Teresa! Don't you think we all have huh. our experience yes. that plays into this in some way like it doesn't matter like be it people no commenting matter, on your body yeah people like when you're pregnant yeah people or when you're not pregnant you're just yeah. a woman out in the world somebody commenting on your body yeah right like the idea of you know fine fine we'll all agree that women are intellectually equal to men yeah oh but then you got pregnant no i'm sorry <laughs> But even I feel like even just the way we value our work, uh, like the I've one been, that's the hardest. I've been noticing mm-hmm. so much lately how hard I'm working. Yeah, how like threadbare I feel sometimes, and how the quote unquote work that I'm doing doesn't even get counted by our society yeah. as quote unquote work. Like yeah. it's not. 
I remember like earlier this year or last year, I guess, earlier this school year, last year, when we were briefly considering homeschooling for yeah. a while. And I remember Jesse, no, like not nothing, nothing against him for saying this, but the, but he said to me at one point, like, if I was going to homeschool, one problem with that was I would never go back to work. And when he said that, I, I couldn't, process yeah. everything I felt in that moment yeah. at that time because it was like confusing to my brain because I was like back to work what are you talking about like I'm working all the time yeah. like what where where do you want me to go like I'm right. here I'm there I'm everywhere I'm doing all yeah. this stuff I'm offering I'm thinking about taking on more, more. and in it and like when you see it from like think about it from his perspective yeah. it was like a perfectly innocent if you're looking at the household budget yeah. Yeah. of like money coming in yeah. it makes sense in those terms but it just feels as a slight to person yeah. who's doing the, the stuff that I'm doing so painful and like no wonder a lot of people feel trapped too because yeah. it's like you have to do this work and this other work and you better be really good at all of it like, yeah, you better be mature about it. Yeah, and if you're not doing <laughs> enough here, you should be doing more there. And maybe you're good at this, but that's why you're not doing as well as yeah. the, Did you, know, you stop just... doing something? <laughs> pick Do something up. You better pick something. Pick it up. You lean, you clean, yeah. Teresa. Yeah. You lean, you clean. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is... Yay! Yay. You know what also makes us feel good? <laughs> <laughs> Listening to someone. Do we need another person <laughs> having a breakdown? I, I feel like we have I enough. I think we just did it. Yeah. Let's listen to somebody have another breakdown. Okay. Hi, One Band Mother. This is a rant. You know, I get so, so tired of kids demanding things and being rude and yelling. I'm just sick of it. I'm so tired of it. Today, I sat down hoping to do something nice for people, making little pillows to put on people's seatbelts, so that if they have some sort of device or implant in their chest, that the pillow can provide some nice comfort. And my kids wanted to go out and flood. And I said, let me just finish what I'm doing, which was not going to take me more than five minutes. And instead of waiting, they went ahead and got dressed and just walked out. And not just, not just both of them, the oldest one got herself dressed and just started walking outside without anybody paying attention. Oh, it's so frustrating. I just, oh, it drives me crazy. just want to do something. It has nothing to do with my kids. Something nice for other people, and I can't even do that. And now they're outside playing, and they want me to come out with them, and I'm still in my pajamas, and I don't want to get dressed. So quite honestly, I'm just going to watch from the window because I just don't care. <sighs> Thank you for having this hotline. I feel so much better now. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Bye. First of all, you're doing a great job. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I just shout out for the nice thing that you want to spend your time working on. Yeah. I mean, like I that is... What sucks about this is that that is actually some self-care, right? Mm -hmm. You like sewing or making mm -hmm. things. It makes you feel good to be doing something for others. Mm -hmm. This is emptying out your bucket 
and filling it with some stuff that makes you feel like a self, Mm -hmm. okay? And that is why it is so annoying (laughs) and irritating when no one will, quote unquote, give me just a minute. I'm almost done. Let me finish this thing. Uh Because the thing that you want to finish is the thing that will make you a nicer person. It's just as bad when you're doing something for the kids, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, ah! And they start asking for something else, and I'm like, well, I can't get you that until I finish this thing. Or you do drop it, and you go help with the other emergency, and they're like, you didn't finish the other thing! Oh, and then I just want to add Ugh. another two cents. And that is the, when you hear somebody say, I'm tired of my kids yelling at me and screaming demanding and demanding things. things. Yeah. There's the voice yep. in the other parent's head or yep. the other person's head is like, yeah. well, well, why don't you just if they they that? Maybe they've gotten used to doing that. This is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. Yeah. Children are just not good at asking for things nicely. Okay? All the time. All the time. Because they, they do it every once in a while. Yeah. They're, right. they're, they're learning. Like they're learning. Yeah. yeah they're they're learning. getting there, but it takes a while and it's really hard in the meantime. Yeah. Because again, they're not mature enough yeah. to understand they gotta wait for stuff. Yep. Right? So they're just gonna ask you a million times or just walk out and start the car on their own and yeah. go to yep. the roller rink or wherever kids go these days when they're five <laughs> and they're driving. I can I add yeah. just on that point, it is really hard when your kids are too young to be outside yeah. unsupervised because there is that feeling, especially on the weekend when the weather is not that good mm-hmm. and you just want to be in the house, yeah. but you f- they want to go out and you're like, well, of course you want to go out. And yes, that would be good for you to go out. Yeah. But then that means I have to go out. Yeah. I don't want to go out. I can you go just out. play inside where I can do what <laughs> I'm doing and you can and I can see you? That's right. That is a really hard yeah. dynamic. Because again, yes. it's taking away from your I am a cell. Yeah. Because you got to go do something you don't want to do. Yeah. But you're mature enough to handle it. Fucking maturity. <laughs> I am sorry. I am too. You're doing a great job. Yeah. And you are 100% right that it sucks. Yep. Yeah. It does. And uh, I have a friend who has something in their heart, has a little toy, not toy heart. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a real mechanical heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is actually super lovely and thoughtful of you to think about that. And as a crafter, I always see those patterns and I'm always like, I want to make something like that. I don't need, my kids would just destroy it in two seconds. They don't need it. But now I'm like, oh, I'll make those and I could make those for somebody else. Hmm. Anyway, so I, it's really nice. Thank you. You are doing a great job. Teresa, what did we learn today? There is a theme that threaded through the show, and that theme is maturity mm-hmm. sucks. Yeah, maturity can bite it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I agree. It's despite not fun. despite your definition, really sounding not very fun. Yeah, that is exactly what it is: patience, waiting for gratification, having to handle maturely. Not getting that gratification, and that is, God, that's terrifyingly close to parenting. And that's like, but I mean, it is a lot about like what 
many different groups in our society have to fucking deal with. Yep. I have to sit through this. I have to be the mature one. Yeah. I have to, you know, handle this and step up. And that sucks. Yeah. And it also kind of sucks having to tell that to your kids. Yeah. Sorry. Actually, maturity will be an expectation of you at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And it is not all parental free control. Right. Okay. Sometimes yeah. it's really not good at all. Mm-hmm. So great lesson mm-hmm. for us and our kids. We also learned that, big surprise, parenting is just another way to, I don't know, let us make horrible assumptions about women's ability to be productive members of our society. I cannot believe. Do you know what it's like trying to tell your nine-year-old daughter that we still have a wage discrepancy in our country? Yeah. That is like, makes one of my eyes tweak. shocking. It makes my eye like go nuts. Yeah. So again, fun. Mm -hmm. Everybody, we're going to be in Portland very soon. If you are in Portland or in the surrounding areas... I know you're in a lot of snow there, Seattle, but hop on over and join us in Portland. We are going to have a really good time there, and there are a few tickets left, so you want to get them. You can go to OneBadMotherPodcast.com and go to tour, and there will be all the information for you to clicky to get your ticky. (laughs) That's Saturday, March 2nd. Everybody, you're doing a good job. I see all the fucking work you're doing. Oh, my God. I do, too. You are doing Seriously, a lot guys, of work. Oh, my God. I, it's so much work. It's it's mind-numbing yeah. how much work it is. <laughs> and I, I'll say it. It kind of makes sense that things got split up in mm-hmm. terms of, I mean, because sure. how is anybody supposed yeah. to do all of it? I no one can. It's impossible. Yeah. Find out what works for your family setup. See if that works. That should be like the main. Yeah. What's working for you? Oh, let's try some things. Yeah. Let's try. Let's try some different things. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And let's have a society that supports yeah. trying different things. Yeah. Maybe it that won't not... work. Yeah. And that's we'll try fine. something else. Try something else. That is life. Yeah. That is maturity. Yeah. Teresa, <laughs> yes, you are doing such a good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, 
fussing by it's not throw down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, fussing by it's not throw down mama blue. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.